Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start off in decency and in order, and we're going to come out of the scripture and then lead with the prayer. Amen. Amen. We're going to come out of Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it says, For I know the plan I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope, joy, and a future. God has a plan for you. You've tried it your way. 2020, you did it your way. 2019, you did it your way. How about you do it God's way this year? Start off this year by just taking God's hand and let him lead you and just say, God, guide my steps. God, guide my business. God, guide my marriage. God, guide my family. God, guide everything in my life with a sincere heart. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we ask you to come into the room. God, we ask you to be able to make the seed. Make the seed to be able to have the listener say, what can I do to be saved? Let's be able to touch the untouchable, reach the unreachable, teach the unteachable God. God, expand the territory of Anointed Radio to really go out there so that the person that needs to hear that message today, whatever's going to come from this interview today, that they will be able to get that seed, to get that deliverance, to get that breakthrough, to get that revelation that you have planted for them to get. God, we love you. We glorify you. We thank you for everything that you brought our way. God, let us be able to learn the lesson. Let us be able to understand your will. And God, we just ask you to touch us from the top of our heads to the sole of our feet. Take out anything that is not of you, God, and make us on the right path again. God, we love you. We glorify you. We said it all in Jesus' precious name. And let the saints say, amen, 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 amen. Everybody, this is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon at um, Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Pastor Jay Calhoun on Facebook, and make sure you go follow my single. What single? the single called Renew My Praise. That was a prayer from 2020. It was a song that got me through. So go ahead and check out Renew My Praise and check out my new song that was a mixture of EDM and gospel called Goss EDM, which was called Wake Up Blessed by Myself. So you can go get that on all digital platforms and check it out. Make sure you go follow Dr. Marva Netta Clay. Everybody's favorite auntie y'all we even gonna play her song today we're gonna play it for the one time for the one time you hear me yes we're gonna play her song god is so good you is now available on all social media platforms and make sure you go check out her website drmarvinettaclay.com again my other co-host is Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, you can follow him at Sing Chris J. He made a song called Three Kings. Go get that song. Um, follow him for his graphic. If you need uh, graphic arts, uh, digital design, all that good stuff, follow him at singchrisj.com. And make sure you go follow Chiquita Andrews, the book author of the group, who is, has the book called uh, unbroken but trained to be broken. Uh, make sure you go follow her book. She got another one in the making and she's going to keep you posted. Now we have Mr. DW. 
What is going on, everyone? Um, it is I, DW, of the DW Experience, um, every Monday at 7 p.m. As always, I just want to um, thank you, Pastor Jay, for this platform. Um, it is because of you that I am even here as, as a guest co-host. So um, I, I always believe, and, and I'm, I'm just kind of I'm talking, but I always believe that when people help you out, when people reach down to assist you, it's always important to come back and say thank you. So um, uh, there will never be not a time that I don't say thank you. Um, so with that being said, follow me at the DW Experience on Facebook and on Instagram. You can find out who I am, what's going on. But I just want to say just off of what I am feeling. I am looking forward tonight to evangelist Daniel Williams McCord. I'm, I'm looking there. Listen, tag your friends, um, um, tag your sisters, tag tag your, your girlfriends, you know, just tag your people tonight because what I feel tonight that there is definitely going to be a breakthrough that is going to take place. And I'm not saying that because I'm some guru or, or something, but um, she has an amazing testimony. And, and if you just click like and share that's all i'm gonna say because uh um, she is she's an amazing person and i'm looking forward to to this next i'm i'm looking forward to this man just danielle so and yeah. and we have we have to say it uh before we introduce our guests we have to say it because i haven't got used to saying this follow us on clubhouse i have to build up my followship on clubhouse i'll be forgetting to say that on the radio like all right so you can go follow me at jay calhoun on um clubhouse and it would say pastor jay on it so yeah definitely go follow me on clubhouse every sunday we have talked about family trauma um some real deep conversations um and tips in the room with some great moderators so definitely follow uh, me at um jay calhoun on clubhouse follow dw with daryl walters on um clubhouse it's some great thing if you don't have clubhouse find an invite if you don't got an iPhone, go get an iPod Touch. It's like, I think, 50, 60 bucks. And you can download it from the Apple App Store um, and, and find can that. Can I just say phone. this? Yes. Can I just say this, Pastor? Here's, here's, I, I, I talked to my boy earlier. He just signed up on Clubhouse. And he was like, yo, what is this? Like, I need a tutorial. So here's what I'm going to do. Whenever we get off, after, after God is done moving and I pick myself off the floor, um, I'm going to do a Facebook live about Clubhouse. So if you don't have Clubhouse, if you don't have the invite, if you haven't gotten on, if you don't understand it, I'm going to do a Facebook live later on tonight. Just just like for all those who want to know about Clubhouse. Um, so so I'm, I talked to my boy about it, but it's confirmation about what you're talking about. I'm, I, and if you want to join on too, just a quick, you know, live on a, a little tutorial. Right. And, and I think the main thing is um, Clubhouse has been a, a very great way, great networking tool where um, I've been in millionaire classes. I've been in um, classes on how to fill PPP, um, small business classes. And these are people that actually work at SBA um, going on Clubhouse, giving out that good advice. Um, there's so many people on there. There's Les Brown giving out, learning how to uh, learning about how to be a speaker. These are thousand dollar courses before COVID. Now for the F, for free, okay, for free on Clubhouse. If you are on Clubhouse, and if, let me let me put the disclaimer, um, my saints out there, let's stop 
putting church trauma on every platform we own. I'm going to just have to put that out there. Let's be able to edify and show the, and spread the gospel to the people on Clubhouse and be able to monitor ourselves because we can see what room you are in on Clubhouse. So carry yourself accordingly. Can I say this? <laughs> Pastor, that can, out I there. can I say this? Because you're not going to say it. And I'm, I'm just going to say it and, and it may be in Clubhouse or anywhere else. Stop charging for a prophecy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Drink. Okay, we're going to move on from that and stop having beefs with other. Never mind. Never, let me stop that. Anyway, I, I, I don't. This is that wasn't about you. <laughs> you are. I said it. I'm not a pastor. Say Amen. Prophecies. Stop. Stop Say charging for prophecies. Say it one more uh. time. Stop. Stop charging for prophecies. Your prophecy is not a Netflix dis, uh, a subscription. Uh. I felt that deep. Uh, Roshada. Hey, I felt that deep in my spirit. Okay. So one thing I want to do is introduce this great woman of God, evangelist, Danielle William McCord, everybody. Welcome in. I don't have clapping, so I clap myself, you know. Um, you know, DW got the sound effect. You know, I don't got sound effects. I just got real clapping, everybody. Everybody, Miss Evangelist, Danielle William McCord, everybody. Thank you for having me. So where can they find you at? Well, you just was like, oh, thank you for having me. You know, just... I was saying thank you. Oh, okay. Well, thank <laughs> you for having me, you guys. DW, Pastor J, thank you for having me. Uh, they can find me on Facebook at Danielle Williams McCord. I'm on um, pretty much a lot of stuff, but the only two things I'm really on is uh, Instagram and Facebook. And Instagram is Minister Danny. That's D-A-N-N-Y. Um, y'all talking about Clubhouse? Listen, I I don't got the Clubhouse anointing. You know, I downloaded it. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> room, but all that. I maybe I need to go to the right room because I couldn't. You know, you got to ask the right people so they you can see their rooms. Maybe because, that's what it is. Because if you I'm don't add nobody, you only see uh, the few rooms that you have. And if the first people in your contacts weren't saved people mm -hmm. and the rooms they go to are very ratchet, you will only see those rooms. So you would have to add more people and okay. what their rooms are about. If it's about if you add your finance person, like I have a real okay. estate friend on there and mm -hmm. all the things she do is real estate. So you'll see the real estate stuff pop up or the cryptocurrency or black wealth or whatever those things are. There's a lot of big training rooms um especially okay. with speakers or if it's entertainment or radio like if you follow me you'll probably see a whole lot of radio rooms pop up with the radio people across the nation so it's okay. it's it's a big thing to follow people because if you don't follow people you limit the rooms you see because you see the rooms based off your friends well come on clubhouse okay. well, 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 oh, can, can i just add this on pastor calvin because here's the thing Dang, you, what you gonna, what's next? You gonna call me Rev, Reverend Calhoun? I, uh, can can I get it? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, if we just talk about the church and the black church, there is a regulatory understanding of who we are. We go to church on Sunday, we shout, we go to the altar and we leave and, and we done, right? 
Um, I have been, let me say this, I've been very open and honest as I step into this world of radio and hosting. Um, if you look back at episode one of the DW Experience or see any other interviews, I'm very open about my past and my drug use and my ratchetness. Mm -hmm. um, it is very rare that you get someone who says um, from porn to pulpit, mm. it, you know, for, for some, because I grew up in the church of God in Christ, you know, and I, I will say this as, as much as I love the church of God in Christ, um, in the black church, in the subsects of the black church, we are probably one of the more judgmental groups of people. Y'all are, y'all are kind of harsh, but growing up. We, we listen, we, we, I'm, we got I'm, good I'm, music. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Being as Baptist, we had our ways. I was the, the king of getting sit down. Um, and whatever it was, if it was just me being disobedient in the ministry, if it was me asking questions or just being young and ratchet, I was the king of being <laughs> sat down. And it was funny because um, it goes to that same, I guess you could say it defeats the purpose. It defeats the purpose of what our mission is, is to love people and to be able to bring people into the fold. People can't come into the fold if they feel like they got to be fake with the ministry, because a lot of times in the ministry, people feel like, okay, I'm doing this, or I'm currently doing this, or I'm thinking about doing this, or I have done it before, but no one's giving the way out because everybody looks like saints and goody two-shoes. And you sit there and be like, well, since I'm already going to go to hell with, with gasoline draws on, I might as well <laughs> turn up and be a hellion. And I'm in that serious because when I was, when I was about, what was it like? 18, I became a leader in the church and I was a leader over the youth. And so much stuff happened in my first leadership role where I just was done. I was done with church because I, I really tried to put my all and I couldn't keep the standard of what they were saying. But then when I saw what people's lifestyle were, I was like, you know, different than I am. Mm -hmm. And that's the transparency that comes into like which, what your book says from porn to the pulpit, because that's big, because nobody, first of all, you have to have a humility. Is, is it really big that. though? That And here I am on the opposite side. Is it really big? Oh, well, in, 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 been... Okay, let me put it like this, in the era that we live in, because there's so much stuff. We still we're in 2021, but the issues that we deal with in the church is still from back in back in the day. There's a lot of things that we haven't evolved from. There's a lot of things that we have not seen pass for. And we went, there's a lot of people that is driven, but not love filled. People are driven for title. There's people driven for their church and the success. But then, you know, one thing my mentor said, God rest his soul, um, the honorable pastor M.T. Thompson from Berkeley, Mount Zion. He said this, it's all about compassion, but principle. You can't do the principle without compassion because no one's going to learn it. No one's going to retain it if you're coming out of a, a angry place, a hurt place, a hateful place. The principle is just going to be reproved. But when you want to come to somebody, you have to come and it returns back into the thing I've been saying to love where it's all about love. God is love, right? Yes, he is. If God is love, right, then we got to return back to love. If you don't know love, you don't know God. 
If you can't love your brother, <laughs> and, and, and Evangelist was talking about this earlier today. If you can't love your brother, but you say you love God, a God you can't see, but hate the brother you do see, there's something wrong. So can I ask, and I'm, 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 what drove you into porn? Did you grow up in church? Let's start there. Um, I grew up in church by way of my grandparents in the Baptist church. So Amen. I grew up in the Baptist church um, by way of my grandparents. And um, while I was in church, you said, how did I get involved in porn? Because I was in, I was introduced to the sex industry by my choir member at church. Okay. <laughs> that's why I asked it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do a wave like that. But it's like, you know, let's think about this. Oh my God. Why uh, did people, you me so? Because I was like, so let me tell okay, I gotta say this. That you always, said a heavy thing right there. I don't want to say I have to I have there. to I have to talk about what you just said. Okay. Darkness is never learned, it's introduced. Yeah. And it's usually introduced by a close circle. Yes. You gotta think about it. One thing that you have to think, and I, I, it, it tickles me to this day when I think when I read the Bible on this, Adam named every animal, right? Mm -hmm. So that means Adam knew the snake. Think about that. He knew who the snake was and how he was. And the snake, he had dominion over every animal in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. And the snake had enough audacity to come up to his wife and give him the forbidden fruit. But Adam named that snake. Mm, that's good. Think about how deep that is. That's it's not like it's a snake that came out of nowhere. He named that snake. Mm -hmm. So that snake knew of Adam. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, I'm telling you, it, it, it's deeper. It's usually it's never the think the people that you think introduce you. It's usually the people that's close to you that so, will introduce you to some stuff. And and so that's good of what we're saying. So as we talk about the snake, and I don't. You were introduced to porn through the choir director. No, I was introduced to the sex industry. So um, let me just give you a little rewind and go back a little bit. Um, so most people that get involved in the sex industry come from detrimental backgrounds. I've met one girl who came from a... Um, not so, so much a broken home, was a college student, and then decided, hey, one day I'm going to do one person out of hundreds of people that I've met. Most of them come from broken backgrounds. And so my background um, consisted of molestation at eight years old um, mm. by my babysitter son. Um, and then when I was 10, my father... Uh, which was bipolar, he had mental um, issues, bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Um, he tried to kill me when I was 10 years old. And my then God. when I turned 12, um, I was living with my mother in LA. We had a neighbor, you know, everybody's uncle, you know, play uncle. Um, he raped me when I was 12. When I turned 13, I had wow. sex one time uh, by a 27 year old pimp and I got pregnant at 13 years old by this 27 year old man who wanted to put me on the streets. Now, the funny thing is the pimp couldn't get me on the streets, but the choir member could. Um, wow. and you so, gotta explain that a little bit because how, how was somebody who was well-versed in the industry and you said no to them and how is it that the choir person was able to say the right whisperings of nothings and get you into 
the industry. Well, Pastor Jay talked, he just said it. Um, it's it's never, uh, it's always somebody close to you. See, the pimp, I, I saw him coming. You know what I mean? I saw him coming. When I met him, I met him on the blade. You know what I'm saying? As we call him from LA, we call it the track or the blade or whatever. I was at the bus stop on the blade, trying to catch the bus to go home. But I knew that this was a, you know, as they, a whole stroll, you know. And you knew the surroundings. So, yeah, and so mm -hmm. I knew the surroundings. I'm just trying to get home. You know, the girl did my hair and lived over there. And I'm just trying to get back to the house. But I knew where I was at. Um, and I saw what he was doing when he approached me, uh, but he was fine as wine and I was young and, you know, young girls think when they're approached by an older man, oh, I'm special. Oh, he's this. But the whole time he looked at me as a dollar sign. And mm -hmm. so um, being young and naive, I didn't, you know, I'm thinking, well, maybe he wouldn't do that to me. And so um, I had already knew where he was coming from. And it was like, no, nah, you got me messed up. But the choir member uh, this was relationship. And I taught a class called spiritual warfare. One of our classes was soul ties. And most people think soul ties is by your sexual, it's contracted through sexual relationship. But people fail to realize there's spiritual soul ties as well. There are emotional soul ties and there's sexual soul ties. You can have an emotional soul tie to a friend. You can have a spiritual soul tie to a warlock or a witch in leadership. And so I had an emotional soul tie with my choir member because she was my friend. And so she didn't come at me like the pimp that was saying, oh, go out there and sell your body and bring me the money. She didn't come like that. She came as far as relationship. This was my friend. This was my sister. And if she is telling me to do it, it's going to be all right. Because Evangelist. Your friend, can I just tap in right there, Pastor mm -hmm. Jay? I apologize, but you just said she. All this time, and I don't know if anybody out there is listening, I had he in my head. No. I was thinking a man. I thought the exact same thing. No. As soon as you said I, she. I'm going to tell you what I thought. I thought it was a PK. I thought it was the pastor's son in the choir that told you. Y'all yep. <laughs> ain't read the yep. book. Yeah, I read the book. See, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. See, and, and, and you see, no. educate you us. You can send the book. I'm, I'm going to get the book. I, I did my research online okay. and I was reading my blurbs. But I, as soon, you know, I have to be honest. I just I, I just saw he because a lot of times this is a lot of times we think it's the man. Exactly. But see, it's toxic women out there too, but we don't talk about that. It's oh, a lot of toxic deep. demonic women out there as well. It was it was no man? It, yeah, it was a, a pimp that I met and I got pregnant by him, but he couldn't lure me that way. It was yeah, a yeah, yeah, female, yeah. a sister. It was my choir member. I felt safe with this person. You know, we went from singing from singing about Jesus to you know doing the busted challenge outside on the. I'm, I'm done. Outside on the road. <laughs> I'm road and, and, and I know, of first of all, it's funny that you said the Buster Challenge because I know it wasn't around there, but it was funny how you add the visual of how um, close y'all was because yeah. it was like y'all were friends. It was yeah, like we really, um, but the, you know, one thing that I can always say is, and I have, and I'm getting, being led to say this you can tell your friends by the people what they offer you. Your friends would not offer you something to harm you.
Your friends will not tell you something to sugarcoat it. Your friends will keep it raw and keep you set to ele help elevate you. A lot of people call people friends, but they got really associates in mm -hmm. circles. Mm -hmm. And that was one of your associates. I just had to put that out there. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm just going to be before we continue, um, you hear it all over, but click like and share. If you you got a sister, girlfriend, if you have somebody that you feel that needs to just be a part of this live, I just feel it in the depths of my soul. So tag your friend, share this, like and share this, and evangelist Danielle. I just I I was just so like you were like yeah she. I was like whoa wait a minute. I, I had I had this male guy in my head. I had this predator, you know, and when you said she, it's like that just flipped everything upside down. And we don't talk about that. And people need to hear this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to be very, you know, you have to be be very cautious with who you allow in your circle. You know, grandma would tell you that you like my friend is my friend and my grandma would be like, keep living. You ain't got no friends and you'll be blessed if you get one or two, you know, in your lifetime. Oh, and so thinking this is my friend, this is my friend. And, and then thinking we were safe because we met in church. <laughs> I thought I was safe because this is my, this ain't just my church member that I sit on a few. We sing for Jesus together. We in the choir. Okay. We in the youth mm -hmm. choir singing for Jesus. And so you feel a sense of safety because we are in the house of God. Yeah. 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 But no. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So I have to ask the question. Okay. So how was that Going from because that's that's like going into the music industry. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's 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 a lot of similar demons in the music industry as in the sex industry because they they objectify the person. Yeah, objectifying. You're not a person. You're a a prophet. You're a thing. So, what was some of the struggles that you dealt with, and was there any conflicting things that you're like sitting here like, wow, I I really can't believe I'm doing this. And or was there in mindset where like, well, I'm doing this and I'm gonna make it because, you know, there's a lot of times where I I remember certain situation I was in and then I would get that little voice, even though I still do it, you know, and being transparent, I'll go smoke weed. I went and did this, did that. And I was the church kid. I was in church as a teenager. So it, I still felt like, OK, I should be better than this. But I still was wowing. I told you I'm the king of getting sat down. Because somebody always snitched on me. I don't know how my pastor found out half the stuff I was doing, but somebody <laughs> snitched on me. So it was just like, what was your mindset during that transition? Because it's it's really a transition going from the church and then now easing into this industry. Um, how was your mindset at that time? Um, well, so the thing is, she introduced me to prostitution. Um, and then prostitution opened the door for pornography. So mm. um it started off that way. And so even, like I said, in the book, even in my play, because the book went into a stage play as well, we sh make sure we show that part, like the first encounters um, with strangers, you know what I mean? Um, you're about to sell your body to a stranger. And those first encounters were absolutely detrimental. And then that's where the drugs and the alcohol come into play. So she not only introduced me to prostitution, but she also introduced me to drugs. And my mm. drug of choice at that time, I don't know what the thing is now, 
you know, but back then ecstasy was real big. The mm-hmm. ecstasy thing, the ecstasy error was real big then. And so um, she introduced me to ecstasy and cocaine and I became addicted to it. So you have to take these drugs in order for you to calm your spirit man down. They say mm. calm your nerves, but in mm. reality, you're calming your spirit man down because we are what? Flesh and we are spirit. And so right. as long as I can silence my spirit man, I have no conviction. And mm. so I had to silence my spirit man because my we, we got some type of relationship. We in church singing for Jesus. So obviously there is some kind of relationship. So in order for you to be comfortable with this, this is where the drugs and the alcohol come into To play. silence my spirit man. To silence my spirit, man, so that my flesh can do what it needs to do. Mm. First Jeez. of all, I'm getting the book. I just want you to know I'm getting the book <laughs> and everybody out there. When I get my book, I need mine signed. I'm going to throw that out there. Okay, so Amazon, if you want it signed, you have to go to my website to get that because that okay, I, got you. I ship out. I sign those and ship those out. If you get it from Amazon, it's going to come straight from Amazon. Okay, I got you. I'm going to do that. Make sure you go to her website and all that. Buy the book. She's everywhere. We're going back to the conversation. It's too good. Share, like, and comment, and tag some some people you need on this. So, um, after your friend introduced you to her vices, to for her to get through, and then now you got addicted to it. How long did it take for you to finally say this was it? When I was in the basement, being tormented by somebody crazy, about to lose my life. Mm. Um, so. I was introduced to her at 15 years old. Um, well, I was introduced, I knew her before that, but the the whole prostitution and all that started at 15. 15. So 15, 16, 17, Ooh. I'm stripping, I'm prostituting, I'm selling drugs, I'm on drugs, I'm doing everything. Um, while I was in the club, I had met some porn stars. And so one of the girls was like, you know, because I was kind of fine. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm holding and sacrificed, but I was kind of fine. You know what I'm saying? So she came to me and she was like, you know, if you think you're making money now, you can make a lot of money because you have the look and this and the that and the body and all of that. And so I was like, okay, because you, you, you your mindset is off when you're on drugs, okay? Mm-hmm. When you never think at 17, 18 years old, what if mm-hmm. I get married? Mm-hmm. What if I have children? Mm-hmm. I'm about to do a movie that's going to be out forever. And so you don't think of that. You're just in that lifestyle. And when you're in that lifestyle, you have a hunger for more. You know what I mean? And so um, the girls were like, you know, you can make more money. And so I started the porn stuff at 18, 19 years old. Uh, what happened was the transition out of it, uh, Pastor Jay, was when I got invited uh, by a man um, from L.A. to New York. Now, this was nothing strange. It wasn't nothing that I hadn't experienced before because, you know, men would fly me out and do I do my thing and I leave. And right. so this guy ended up flying me to New York and he wind and dined me for the first couple of days. And then after that, it was just like it, 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 it became a horror movie. OK. And so he ended up locking me up in a basement. He beat me. He raped me. He was a man from the island. So he was into voodoo. So he chanted over me and was like, you're going to die. I'm going to kill you. Now, um, I'm 19 years old. I'm in New York by myself because I still had a relationship with God, even though I was ratchet. I still had a relationship with God. And so I was in that basement praying, saying, Mm -hmm. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll change my life for you. Just don't let me die. 
because I knew that he was going to kill me. The way that his setup was, you could tell he had done this before. I was in the hands of a psychotic killer, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I was not supposed to make it out. But because I was a hypocristian, <laughs> I was a hypocristian. Hear that word again, a hypocristian. I like I that. A hypocristian, you know. Ah. I live ratchet, but I say I was saying, I know the Lord, I love God but I live outside of all biblical principles. And so that's a hypocrite. People that proclaim to be Christian, but their mm. lifestyle does not, is no replica of that. And so but it's the proclamation of it. it. It's the proclamation of it. And that's all it is. Your mouth, mm -hmm. you honor me with your lips, but your, your heart is far from me. And so mm. that is what it was for me. And so, um, but then again, I thank God that I still had some relationship because while I was in that basement, I started praying, saying, Lord, if you save me, I'll change my life. Long story short, I ended up making my way out of that basement. I got out of New York. I was able, I had a friend of mine in New Jersey who got me a ticket back to L.A. When I flew back to L.A., I was done. I walked away with the clothes on my back because obviously you're not, my, my money, and who saves money when they hustling? You you, you find a hustler that saves, got a yeah. savings account. They don't, as fast as you make it is as fast as you spend it. Right. And so um, I was no longer stripping. I was no longer doing porn movies. I was no longer prostituting. So there was no money. I walked away with the clothes on my back because I told God this time, because how many times we say, Lord, if you get me out, you get us out and we go back. I was like, no, this time, I'm done. And I got back and I was done. How I got in ministry, I don't even know. I don't know how <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. Because that wasn't the plan. I just wanted to live for God. I said, You saved me. You kept me from getting the STD when I know people that got HIV from, from prostitution. You kept me from getting that. You kept me from being in jail for the rest of my life when I done did some stuff that should be sitting me down for 25 to L, you know what I mean? But you right. kept me through all of that. So I just want to live for you. But he said, that wasn't enough. You're not only going to live for me, but you're going to do ministry as well. So I have to ask you the question to stop you right there. Cause this is the thing that people don't talk about. So with all that, that happened, the after fact, the in-between, the in-between of when you profess in your mouth, I want to change. To actually being delivered, what was the steps that helped you get to deliverance? Because a lot of people figure, oh, I, you was just done and you didn't have no more temptation to go out there and make no fast money. You had no more temptations to go do no drugs. You was just was saved. Jesus saved you. So you was like, cool. And I want you to really break down the steps because somebody out there is listening out there because they there's so many many me's of us we're just in different they just got different names so I, what was the steps of when you said i am done i almost got killed that crazy food and flew me out people be talking about flu fly you out in in this um hip-hop world you just don't know the danger you put yourself into get flewed but, out if you want to and, and you know how many people they even made a song saying god if you get me this time I will change, right? But they, but one part that is a failing gap is no one talks about that in between because there's power in the in between of what was really the tools that help you get to deliverance. You mentioned about people saying that there's no temptation and all of that stuff. The Bible says, if any man says he without sin, he's a liar. Okay, we are all tempted by something. We all yeah. got to have our little pep talk with ourselves and say, don't you do that now. 
Don't you go there. Don't you call him back. Don't you call her back. Don't you don't you go to that bar. You have to have those conversations because at the end of the day, no matter how saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled you may be, your flesh can never be saved. And so because flesh can never be saved, there will always be a door of temptation. And so when I got out of it, all I knew was how to hustle since I was 14 years old. I started stripping at 14. I was introduced to prostitution at 15. I started doing porn at 18. You understand what I'm saying? All I knew was fast money. All I knew how to do was hustle. And so, of course, you coming out of that and you broke and you know who you can call to get some money. You know where you can go to get a couple of thousand dollars real quick. And so, yeah, I was tempted, but I was always reminded of this. Now, everybody ain't cut from the same cloth as me. I'm loyal. I'm from Compton, California. I didn't gang bang. I'm from the streets. And one of the code of ethics is loyalty. And if I can be loyal to a bunch of Negroes that didn't mean me no good, how much more loyal would I be to God? And when I was in that basement, I said, Lord, I made a vow. A vow. The Bible says it's better not to make a vow than to make one and break it. I made a vow saying, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll change my life for you. And God held his end of the bargain. He held up his deal. He got me out alive, un undiseased, in my right mind, halfway. You know what I'm saying? He got me out of there. And so now it's up to me. Now, you said you was going to live for me. And I had to, I was always, even when I wanted to go drink again, even when I wanted to go pop another pill, even when I wanted to go call so-and-so to go get me some, even when I wanted to do it, I always was reminded, you the one who made the vow. So you got to keep it. And I also knew that this, see, people, you talked about God being love, but God is also a God of wrath that we do not talk about. We want to talk about love and grace and mercy all day, but there's a, another side of God. And see, there are consequences for our actions and sometimes consequences is death and I knew the consequence for me if I would have gone back I would have either died contracted HIV been in jail I knew that I was on my last strike I knew it I knew it oh. So that was enough for me. Was it hard? Yes. I'll tell people any day deliverance that that time of my life was the hardest time of my life. I felt like I had an outer body experience where I was watching myself die and I couldn't do nothing about it. I was watching myself being purged. I was watching myself being stripped of my money, of my lifestyle, of my friends, of my I was watching everything that the devil had made me be. Watching everything the devil built me into be teared down in my face because that wasn't God who what force was driving you to do the things you was doing. It was evil. It was the devil. And so then you have to sit there and watch God break down all of that learned behavior. <laughs> and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts and it's embarrassing. And it's like, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Give me a break. But I refused. I refused to go back. I, I'm I'm just sitting here. I, I um, my sister just texts me like smile, and I but I, I was so um, I, I was I was in a trance because everything that you're saying, um, it made me think of my own story because I can I can relate and I've never talked to I've talked about you know um, at one point a short term my drug of choice was crack, and it's like who does crack, who does crack. But it was somebody that I trusted from the church. 
you know, I, and I'm, yep. From church to crack. Now that's the story. I'm jealous I got something to sip on. I'm just going to act like I'm sipping on on my water that's empty. Amen. But but what I'm saying, and this is why I'm like, tag your friends, tag your people, don't even tell them what it is and just be like, I just want you to hear this because the real truth is, is like when you look back and go, I'm sure at 12 or 11, if somebody said, you're going to do porn and you're going to be a prostitute you've been like what mm -hmm. like if you if you would have came to me in my teenage years growing up in church and said you're gonna do crack one day you're gonna be in the jungles going for a hit and be a functioning addict i don't like what wow but it really comes down to, and, and it i wrote down my notes process deliverance is a process yes it is you know, we think somebody comes to the altar tonight, somebody's going to hear this broadcast right now, and they just going to wake up the next day and stop being an addict, stop stop being nasty, stop right. being a hoe, whatever. Stop mm -hmm. selling yourself short. But that's not the case, right? And, and then I thought about Paul. Mm -hmm. I love Paul. My middle name is Paul, so I follow mm -hmm. him. And Paul said, hey, I want to do these things right, but I can't seem to get it right. Yeah. And the things that I know that I am supposed to do, mm -hmm. I'm not doing. I'm, doing. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. But God, I'll preach your word. Yeah. Mm. But but God, if you go, you know, if you send me, I'll go. Right. And it's like what I hear from you, and I'm even getting chills right now, is like here is somebody who said, I know they're going to talk about me because of my past, because that's what they do. But yeah. God, if you send me, I'll go. I'll write the book, mm -hmm. you know, but what's relatable about it when I hear you is like, some of y'all are out here, your parents, your aunties and uncles with a 14 year old that you don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know who they are al allowing their guard to be down and putting their trust in that choir member. Mm -hmm. in, in that it, it's not, y'all worried about the streets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, one thing I just have to add on to that is that we have to understand that when you know that once a child could be influenced by somebody that you might not even think that is a threat, you might not know that it could be, a, it, and sometimes it could even be a family member that introduce you to a lifestyle, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just like you have to really know your children be with your children and and they're still going to mess up, but still be a support system so they don't feel like they have to hide and, and run from you and not let them, you know, not let you know what they're doing because it starts early. It starts yeah. really early when um, a child gets put into that fast life. It, and I knew someone who um, got put into the game because I'm from the Bay Area where we have the famous East 14th Street, which is now international, which a lot of teenagers get recruited real early. And that's middle school, y'all. And when you sit here and you think about when I was younger in high school, I'm like, oh, you was doing that. I was like, you crazy. But then when you really think about it, a 12, 13 and 11 year old on a blade. When you said the blade, I was like, well, look at you using terminology. So, and I was just like, it's crazy sitting here thinking about that with me having a about to be 13 year old. I'm like, oh my goodness. It's, 
It's crazy. You never know the surroundings and you really have to not, instead of being so hell and brimstone, have the open conversation so that they can be free enough to talk to you because a lot of people hide those things at that age. I know I hit a whole bunch of, I was, I could be the nice choir boy, but then when I'm in the streets, I'm a whole different person. I'll put a whole different mask on. So it's just so deep from that. And one thing I want to ask you is now that you you gave the steps, because I want to move it along, because we still got to talk about you know all the stuff you're you're doing now. Um, what was like your mission? Now, what was your mission after now that you got to the, the steps? You got the steps of de- deliverance. You you know that I'm going to be loyal to God. Now, what was God telling you to go do? Um, I tell people that the Lord threw me in the deep end with no life jacket and told me to swim. You know what I mean? I literally, I named my book from porn to the pulpit because that's literally what happened. You know, um, I wasn't looking to do ministry at all. <laughs> it wasn't even, it wasn't even an idea. Um, when I, when I got out of the industry and I got back to LA, what happened is I went to a very well-known church in LA and me and the pastor was just talking. And uh, one of the young ladies was like, she has a dope story. Tell my pastor. And so I just got to telling them and he said, well, do you mind telling that, you know, in front of the congregation and if we can film it? And I said, that's cool. That interview ended up going viral. And this is when mm-hmm. World Star Hip Hop was really a big thing and Media Takeout was a really big thing. And so it went viral on those platforms and on YouTube. And I started getting calls from different churches, different radio stations, uh, television, and, and, and just universities just to talk about my experience, human sex trafficking, um, and just mm-hmm. tell my testimony. And so it just started like that. And then I put it in the book. And then um, I started young girls who were even young men, young men, young girls were coming to me and telling me, you know, I, I, I'm stripping, but I don't know how to get out. And so then a mentoring shit thing started. And the next thing I know, it became a ministry. And I went from mentoring to just telling my testimony to actually preaching and doing deliverance. And so I, I, I laugh even to this day, like, God, you really, you, you ain't right. <laughs> you know, you just, you just <laughs> took me and just put me where you wanted me to be. But that's, see, that's what happens when you say, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll change my life for you. And he like, word, all right, <laughs> I got something for you. And, and, and what was so crazy, Pastor Jay, is that you don't even realize how many people are hurting and are damaged by the same stuff you went through until you you're clear minded and then you're out of it looked on the outside looking in like dang it's a lot of people that like you said it's a lot of people that didn't try crack it's a lot of people that didn't prostitute it's a lot of young girls that have been molested it's a lot of young boys that have been touched by the past the kids and all this type of stuff and you don't realize that and then i look at my situation like i got it danielle it wasn't for you it was for that young girl that you're mentoring. It was for that young boy, even them old folks, even older people who never wanted to tell their tell their testimony or share the things that they went through. When I come across them, it's like, oh my God, now I can, now I'm free. And so, so Evangelist Danielle, let me ask you this. While we're while we're right here, 
we got 25 people listening and probably thousands that are going to listen in the replay. We are in 2021. TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Christian Mingle, and everything else. <laughs> you have people who are listening to you right now who are who are contemplating making some extra money because they don't know what else to do. You have parents, aunties, and uncles who are listening to you that they know they their niece or nephew is trouble, but they don't know what to say. The people that are listening to you right now, and I'm gonna go step out on faith and say this, the people who are considering selling their body right now, mm -hmm. the people who are considering going on TikTok and, and doing the busted challenge so I can get a bunch of followers, the people who are considering sacrificing their body right now, or the parents or adults of those, or the adults who can't tell their story. And I know that was a whole lot, mm -hmm. but while the people are listening to you right now, who are contemplating, who are going through, who don't know what to say, who can relate to your story right now, because they're, they're like, you know what? I just got a phone call. I just got a DM. I just got an instant message from somebody who said, and this is 2021, so it's not in the streets anymore. Everything's mm -hmm. online. And digital. And, and digital. Mm -hmm. I usually say, what's the message? But I'm going to go a step further. What's the words you have in your belly for the people? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> something i always tell this story this is the, when i get asked this question i answer it with this story real life story um it was me and another young lady we both were in the club and um there was a client that came in and he wanted me but i was ready to go home i was tired and so she took it and everybody told her nah he's funny don't go right don't don't do it don't do it go home she went with him anyway um three days later they found her body in the alley in the back of a dumpster. And so I tell that story because see, everybody does not have a Danielle Williams McCord story. See, I survived it, but you may be that, that, that girl that makes that one decision that, you know what, it's okay, I'm gonna try it this time because we never knew her to go home with anybody. We always knew her to stay in the club, dance and go home. We never knew her to go home with anybody. And so she made one decision that cost her her whole life. And see, while you're contemplating it, because you hear my story and say, well, God did it for her. He'll do it for, for me. No, 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 no. Everybody's story is different. And so you don't want to be that person that makes that one bad decision that can change your whole life when it's not even worth it. I promise you. See, we didn't have enough time for me to break down all the times I was raped when I was in the streets. We didn't have enough time for me to tell you how many times I overdosed and almost died because of drugs. We didn't have the conversation long enough for me to tell you how many times a condom broke and I thought that I had HIV and was nervous, going crazy, hair falling out until I got those results. We didn't have enough 
enough time for me to tell you every time I was beaten and locked up and chased down by pimps and all that type of stuff. We don't have enough time for me to go into all of that. But see, this thing, everything that glitters is not gold. And I'm here to tell you because it's one thing for somebody to be educated. And it's another thing for somebody to experience it. And I've experienced it. And I know the Instagram models and the, the OnlyFans models, they make it look good. But you don't know what happens behind the scenes. Let me tell you what happens behind the scenes because I lived it. After the cameras are done taking your picture, after your makeup is done, there's a whole nother beast you have to deal with. Not only do you have to deal with your own mental and spiritual conscience, but you don't even know the person that you're dealing with if they're going to take your life. And it's not worth it. I promise you. I made so much money and was suicidal. Mm -hmm. I, made, I had my own place, my own cars. I had every car except for a Bentley at 17, 18 years old. And I was suicidal. I was high and drunk every day. I had a dresser right next to my bed. And before I brushed my teeth or ate breakfast, I took a shot of Jose Cuevo just to start my day because I was miserable. See, the Bible says, what profit is it to gain the whole world? And what profit is it to a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Yeah, it may have money attached to it. But what you have to go through for a dollar can literally cost you your life and your sanity. And it is not worth it. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm not telling you what I studied. I'm not telling you what I read over the internet, but I'm telling you what I experienced. I have friends who are no longer here anymore because of one DM, because of one inbox, <laughs> because of one comment or like, since we're digital now. And they're not here no more because they answered that one time. Do not do it. The Bible says warning comes before destruction and you may be contemplating going out there and doing your thing. And you just happen to come across this interview and God is speaking through me to tell you, do not do it because you don't know what's on the other side. That's all I got. My, my, my. You almost got me in tears over here. I'm the book. Because, I'm buying the book. I'm just buying the book. Because you don't her. understand how many people was just waiting to hear that. You know, a lot of a lot of us look for validation. You know, even though they say not to do it, people look for validation. Validation for what they're about to do. Validation for the things that they've been contemplating for a minute and holding face while nobody knows what they've been contemplating. Right. So. I just have to say on behalf of everybody out there listening, that's going to listen in the playback and now, thank you, because you saved somebody's life. And if you're not listening, I want you to, to, to really just sit there and think about it without the emotions. If you are planning, I want you to hear what Evangelist said. Yeah. Don't do it. It's not worth your life. You want to be a wife one day. You want to be a mother one day. You have a future. You know, I, I said the scripture in the beginning for a reason where he said God has a plan for you, where he has hope, joy, and a future for you. So there's no point of sitting here and thinking about taking your life because you made it miserable. How about try Jesus? Mm. Try Jesus. Try the way that God set up for you. And I'm telling you, he will make a way.
He will make a future. He will bring back your joy and he will give you hope to get out of any situation. But you got to let him in. You cannot think that you can still dabble with the devil and still try to get broke free. You got to let go of what the devil's tempting you with and go with Jesus. And if you don't know how to pray, just say, God, order my steps to where I need to go. Hello, somebody. Because I'm going to tell you, God can show you. If you make the plan, he'll order your steps. That's real. You don't have to know how to read the Bible. You don't have to know how to even how to pray right. But if you just speak to God with your whole heart and say, God, I have a plan to get out. God, I just need to get back to my mama house. God, I need to get away from this crazy food. God, I just need to be able to understand how I could get back in school and get my GED. God, I just need to be able to find a way out of this fast money. God, I need to be able to get, put this drug alone. God, he will order your steps of how to do it and bring the people around it. But you got to trust them in the process. Amen. Amen. Oh, oh, man. Amen. Uh, let's that's go ahead. Uh, so I have to, have, to I have to say this to keep you all in in, in interview mode. Um, go ahead and tell us your your projects, where they can find you, and um, the things that um, you have coming up that is about to pop off in your life. And then we're going to did he oh. just preach like that and then just go back into interview mode? Listen, I, I, okay, so I, 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 I left Kojic a while back, but I'm very churchy. And, and all I'm saying is I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if you feel like it's at the end of your road. I just want to tell you, as I'm listening to you, you are the real deal. You are not here to be famous. You are not here for the clicks, likes, and subscribes. But as people watch you, as they follow you, as people are hearing this, I don't care if it looks like it's the end. I don't care if you right there right now, you're just like, you know what? I can't make it anymore. I don't know what the future looks like. Daryl, I feel like giving up. I'm listening to her and I'm right where she is, but, but you don't understand. It is not over. Amen. Wherever you are, right where you are, it is not over. And Evangelist Danielle, I'm going to be professional because I almost broke. But you are an example. Two young women. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if you've been raped, if you've been victimized, if you feel like, well, they're going to talk about me. I'm not good enough. You know, young women need to hear this kind of message right now. And see, there, there are women who need to see that I can overcome. Like you are the, you, you know what I'm saying? You're beautiful. You're gorgeous right now. You know, you've overcome so much. And it's just like, yes, he just preached like that because the people that are listening right now, the power of God is breaking through into their lives right now. Even right now, as they're listening, the yoke is being broken and being destroyed. Somebody is looking at this right now and going, you know, because of what I just heard, because of her, I'm going to say no. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to respond to that DM. My life is worth more. And it comes down to it that sometimes we feel like giving up. We feel like we're thrown away. And yeah, yes, the Holy Amen. Ghost is all over this interview. That's why I'll just shut up and keep listening to you. I want to hear what you got to say. The so, word is on you. 
So go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and where they can um, be able to see your your projects you've already done and tell us a little bit about some of the projects that you got coming up. All righty. Um, the website is www.dwmministries.com. That's the website. Um, again, I'm on Facebook at Danielle Williams McCord. I'm on Instagram at Minister Danny. That's D-A-N-N-Y. Um, I just re well, I just did a soft release of my third book, which was Preaching in Pain, um, to talk about, see, from porn to the pulpit talks about the testimony before God, BC, you know, before Christ, right. but Preaching in Pain talks about the pain I went through after I gave God a yes. You don't come out the, the porn industry and into the pulpit and not have no issues and not have no type of um, backlash and, and all of that. And so um, real warfare. And uh, I talk about that and I give a voice to, to ministers because a lot of times we have to save face. Church folks, leaders have to save face like everything is perfect. But um, there's a lot of people in the pulpit who are suicidal. So mm -hmm. I just re did a soft release of Preaching in Pain. Um, I also have a book called Barren for Women and Couples Who Are um, Having Fertility Issues. I was told that I would never have children. Um, I was told that it had never happened naturally, but then God blessed my husband and I with a miracle baby. And he'll Amen. be two this month. So I wrote that. And then also the first book is from Porn to the Pulpit. Um, I'm in Atlanta. I'm from Cali. I'm from L.A., but I live in Atlanta. Um, I do most of my projects, my conferences, my revivals, my stage play. Most of that is done in Atlanta. So, Amen. So, mm -hmm. And on the behalf of Anointed Radio, I have to go ahead and just say thank you for coming on. And I got to have you back on again. Um, okay. We have to do a part two because you you was you was talking good, like they would say, you know. So, um, one thing I just want to say, you know, now that we have connected, the mission statement of Anointed Radio when I founded Anointed Radio was to say, you, unity brings change. There's a lot of ministries out there that have the same thing that they want to be able to do, and that's to break free the yokes of people's chains that they've put on themselves to tell power in their testimony of so many testimony. And I'm here as anointed radio founder to bring people together, say that, you know what, there is a minister that speaks about that in Atlanta. There's a minister that speaks about that in LA. Let's all talk about it so that we can show that there's similarities in different tools to get out. But guess what? The common denominator was Jesus and he got us out. Because he is a way maker and he'll always give you a way of escape, but you got to trust him. So I, I thank you. This You now got family on the um, in Las Vegas. So just know that um, <laughs> show whenever you have your book release, whatever, we're going to have you back on here. And we're going to talk about that. And, when, and I, I just see a movie. Amen. You I, better I, prophesy. I hey! Because I, I, I honestly believe that this is something that God intended for people and the multitudes to hear and see. So um, with that being said, um, what is your parting words that you would want to leave with the people as we close up? Um, I'll say this. 
I do a lot of radio, a lot of interviews, a lot of um, just different stuff around the board. I even told you that before we started. And not everybody is in it for the right reason. And not every time you can feel the anointing. But you definitely feel the anointing on the Live with Anointed Radio uh, Network. Amen. And I just want people, I see your information floating at the bottom. And so I want people to sow into you so that you can continue to do this. Um, because you have pure motives behind it. So everybody that's watching, make sure that you're following him on all of his social media on all of his social media handles as well as DW um, because a lot of people are preaching the gospel but not with clean hands Amen. and not with a pure heart and so when we come across that we definitely want to keep that going especially in the season to come and what is happening we need true voices of God to be speaking and so I just wanted to leave the people with that to support you guys and what you're doing I just want to hear you preach one day. Like I, I want to hear you Saturday. preach. Okay, can we see it live? Like I, I'm, I'm. If you go on her Facebook, you can see it live. She actually probably. I have a lot of Facebook stuff. Well, I have. You can go to yeah. YouTube and type in my name. You'll see a lot of um, preaching on there, or you can go on my Facebook. I don't know if it's a way you can go straight to videos or something. I'm going on it tonight because you got to preach in you. You can oh preach. yeah, yeah, I'm a preacher. You can preach. preach. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. you got to preach, preach. Yeah, I preach, preach. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and definitely, and that's how I actually found Evangelist is through her, um, through her Facebook, and she was she was going in, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about with transparency, because transparency brings change, yes. because it, it doesn't sugarcoat. You know, sugarcoat and still lying. You should coat. That's a lie. So when she preached, she preached, she preached to be able to help people get set free because the truth don't need support. So yeah. that that's something that I, I really appreciate about her. So make sure everybody you go follow her. But in 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 the in the liking of all this, I have to be able to tell everybody that we're going to instead of playing Cletus. And I know Chris is clapping in the back laughing because Cletus is going to be sat down tonight. I'm going to do my real Baptist ways and sit yeah, down Cletus as we um, actually close out. We're going to go ahead and we're going to um, play Dr. Marvinetta's Clay song. God is so good as we close out. Um, I want you guys to make sure you go follow it, go download it, go buy it. It is Dr. Marvinetta Clay. That's We call her Dr. Love Child. The, the love child of Marvin Gaye and Etta James. If you ever want to know how to spell her name, put Marvin and Etta together. That's Dr. Marvin Etta Clay. I want you to go get her song, God is So Good. We're about to play that. And I want you to make sure that you go to our podcast platform. We're on all podcast platforms, set title, because Jay-Z be hating. I'm, I'm going to just say it until we get put on title. And um, make sure you follow us at LV Anointed Radio on all social media platforms. Get all updates, shout outs, all the great things. And even if you have a book, if you have a business, if you have something and you want to be on Anointed Radio, you can email us at LVAnointedRadio at gmail.com. LV, like Las Vegas, AnointedRadio at gmail.com. And with that being said, we'll see you guys next week. And this is Dr. Marvinetta Clay. God is so good. See y'all next week, y'all. How many of you know it? God is good. He's good all the time and all the time. God is.
that the good life was a part of your plan. Sometimes life would throw a curveball and make it hard to understand. Now why do bad things happen to good people? Something no one can explain. But I've learned to trust and never doubt Your love would never change He's good all the time And all the time God is good Oh, He's so good And my God's standing 